Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they're doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Preston's Super Show. Here we are on a great day in the fall, October 14th, 2021. We got Thursday night football kicking off tonight. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, home team. I'm rolling with the Buccaneers tonight. It's a lot of reasons, but I think the biggest reason is just the fact that this Eagles defense banged up, struggling to contain uh, the the opposing uh, passing attack. Just struggling to contain the running game of other teams. So it's just kind of, they're just going to be getting hit from multiple fronts tonight. Like Bruce Arians, the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is not known to be a running scheme type of guy. He, he really likes to air it out. You know, he wants to beat you through the air. But if you're going to run it against a team, you run it against this Philadelphia Eagles team, if any. You know, because they're so banged up on that line that I think the Buccaneers uh, front offensive linemen will be able to get a good push tonight. They're going to be able to protect Brady. As long as they do that, Tampa Bay will route this Eagles team. 
Um, and I think they'll be able to do it pretty handily. I just don't see this Eagles team being a real contender. Um, maybe, uh, maybe other people see something that I'm missing here, but you know, the win they had last week was more of a fluke win than anything. And I think that you'll see a lot of that play itself out tonight. Then we got Miami Dolphins versus Jaguars on Sunday. And, you know, the Dolphins have just imploded where the Jaguars have taken these five losses and at home, they're playing tough. Um, so I think this week, you know, I go with the Jaguars to get their first win. That, that's what I will do. I will go with the Jaguars here in this spot. I think the Dolphins at home have been unimpressive and on the road. Besides that game against the Raiders, they've been unimpressive. Um, they've just fallen apart after that game. And I don't know when it ends because they really have to stop the bleeding on this Dolphins team. It, just, it doesn't look good uh, for this for this franchise right now. Nothing seems to be working out. You know, the team they put together just doesn't look, it's not looking right now. You know, where in the first couple weeks, it seemed like they were trying to reach their potential. But it seems like the time is starting to pass on that. I'm going to go with the Jaguars this week. Trevor Lawrence is heating up. You know, we know he's going to be a good pro. He's going to take time. You know, they've, They've thrown him to the Wolves. I think he's playing with a lot of grit. I think he's playing determined. And I think the team sees that. I think they'll rally behind their their guy here. And I think that, you know, both defenses are going to struggle. But I think Jaguars, special teams, helps them with field position. And I think the Jaguars are able to put the Dolphins out of this one later in this game. And I just... You know, I don't think you get a great game between the two Florida teams here, but I think that the Jaguars are there. Right now, the record says the Dolphins are better, but the way these teams are playing, I'd say the Jaguars are better. Then we have the all-time greatest rivalry in sports, the Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears. And what do you do? When you're a Packers fan like me, well, you go with your team. You go with the Packers. You go with what you know. You guys know you're four and one. You know you have offense all over the place. Um, in you know Randall Cobb making big plays, Aaron Jones making big plays, Devontae Adams for sure is gonna get get his. You know he had one down game so far this year, and other than that, it's been stellar performances. Four stellar performances. One down game. You know. It, it's just that's the way the league. But for the Bears. Justin Fields is banged up coming into this game. Uh, quarterback for the Bears. Their lines. Not. They've lost a, a guy or two on that line. I know they just lost a, a player on that offensive line for the Bears recently. And the Packers are building slowly. We just put Quentin Dunbar on the practice squad. You know, that's going to help with Jair Alexander being off and missing time. That's really going to help because he'll work his way into the starting roster. Um, Equinemius, St. Brown, active. Um, 
Alan Lazard, we, we need him and Tanyan to play big minutes this week. But historically, Aaron Rodgers has, you know, favored the tight end against uh, the Bears. So I think you'll see some a lot of Robert Tanyan this weekend. And for the Bears, I mean, their keys to victory are pretty simple. It's just a matter of them doing it. One, it's simple. You got to contain Aaron Rodgers. Why is that going to be hard? Because the Bears play a too high safety. And Aaron Rodgers is used to playing too high safety. And he knows how to attack that uh, particular scheme. Another reason uh, it's hard for the Bears because they don't throw a lot of exotic looks at you. Um, and then that's why, you know, they are who they are. But then you got to see uh, another thing they have to do is convert on third down. If the Bears are able to convert on third down, it's going to help that team a lot against the Packers. And the Bears are at home. Um, I expect the weather to be a little chilly. Not not bad, though. Nothing like what will be the next time these two teams play. But this will be a great game. Uh, I think it's going to be close. But I, I do have a feeling that with the young quarterback for the Bears banged up offensive line and a, a Packers team that's hungry right now, a defense that's really hungry, a team that hasn't looked back since that loss to the Saints in week one. This is a dangerous Green Bay Packers team for this young Bears offense to be going against. Even minus Jair Alexander. Don't overlook Stokes. Don't overlook Amos, you know, former Bear. There's guys that are going to be playing big out out on the field. Uh, we have, you know, our linebackers like Preston Smith, Caldwell, and now you're going to get uh, Jalen Smith out there running around. I'm smelling a little bit of trouble for this Bears offense. I'm just saying. But I like the Packers in this one. I think they do win this game. I think it's close, though, because of the Bears defense. Um, we'll probably be able to get Rodgers off the field a few a, a few times, enough times to make it appear as if the Bears are playing it close. Then you got the Bengals-Lions. And I'm going to go out on a limb this week. See the coach crying for the Lions. You see the team is just out of sorts. But it's not like a dysfunctional team. It's a team that's playing close, like until the end, and then they choke. It's more of just a, a just what's happened to them this season. They just they're choking. But they're playing the Bengals, who, without their couple two two games uh, where their other team choked, um, they would be a one and fourteen. So. I'm I'm thinking that the Bengals, you know, Burrow starts slow. The Lions' defense is um, containing teams early on in games and and giving themselves a chance to be there. Jared Goff still back there. Swift, a couple other options out there for this Lions team. They're gonna make life a little bit difficult for Cincinnati, especially after Cincinnati. Took takes you know takes a good solid uh, beat down 
just a heartbreaking loss. And now they got to come on the road and play. I'm going to go with the Lions to win this game and get their first one of the season. I think they're the hungrier team right now. I think the, the sour grapes are going to stick around in the first half a little bit for the Bengals. And they realize, you know, oh, crap, you know, we got to win this game. Uh, and I think the Lions will be able to hold them off. And I think it's going to be a game of attrition. And I think when everything sets in and we finally get down to the end, there's just something that this team needs desperately, and that's a win. And desperate teams are dangerous. I'm going to go with the desperate Detroit Lions this week to beat the Cincinnati Bengals in that matchup. Then we move on to Houston Texans versus Cincinnati, or the Indianapolis Colts, I should say. And the Houston Texans, not a good team, man. And the Indianapolis Colts, uh, their record doesn't tell the whole story. And I guess you could say that for the Houston Texans, but it's not as, it's not as fair of an assessment. I think the Indianapolis Colts should stop the Houston Texans. Colts at home, um, you know, playing against another uh, team that is known to mix it up in the dome. I just don't see the Texans being a good road team this year with the new coach, quarterback controversy, defensive, you know, mistakes, just, you know, allowing the Patriots to come back and win last week. And I think this is just a a team with a bad taste in its mouth and no real leader on this team for the Houston Texans. There's no leader. There's no guy that people are looking to as a leader. And it's supposed to be the quarterback for the, for the most part. And, it's, and Mills is not the leader of this team. So I think with the Indianapolis Colts, like they know who their leader is. They know who their guy is. They know who they got to rely on to win games. And that's Carson Wentz. Um, so I think that it's inevitable, you know, for these two teams to play close. But I really believe that the Colts should stop this Houston Texans team. Like, it shouldn't be close. But I think because the Colts are known to kind of not finish. They're not known as a finishing team. Like, they're not going to finish off a team that they should beat normally. They're going to let them hang around. So I think it could end up being close. But I think the Colts do pull away. And they bag this one. There's just too much unknowns about Houston. And one thing we know for sure is that the Colts' defense for most of the games they've played has have hung in there and have made you know enough plays to keep them around in games and I think with the Houston Texans team that's a little bit off kind of doesn't know their identity you know we know they're a pass first team the run game's non-existent and I think the Colts are going to feast on that alone so give me the Colts this week and I think they cruise then we got the Los Angeles Rams taking on the New York Giants. Poor Giants team. Now they're without, you know, Barkley. I mean, everything's just falling apart for that Giants team. Something. It's like I feel like almost with some of these teams, it's just I feel like they're jinxed by their own fans or they're just jinxed by 
something. There's some type of hex on that on on these teams. Some type of jinx floating around on these teams. But the Giants have just gotten the brunt of it. You know, they were able to win the one game, and that just isn't that remains to be an outlier for them because they have taken four four losses in games that they should have won. And I mean, if you do that four times, that's that's kind of telling the story of who you are. In their in their case, it really does because they're coming up against the Rams, who are going to be hungry on the road. We're looking to come into New York and make it their house. And, and I just don't see it with this Giants team on defense. They're totally banged up in the secondary, in the linebacker position. The defensive line is not getting a push. Uh, their pass rush is, is awful. And I just think the Rams are better in every aspect of the game. Like special teams to, you know, you name it. They are the better team. So the Rams come in here and dominate. Just dom- They'll dominate this Giants team. And um, you'll see a 5-1 and one Rams team after the weekend's done. Then we go on to the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Washington football team. And I think the Chiefs are starting to really feel the heat now. I think now they're waking up. They're saying, okay, look, we're two and three. We can't continue to lose games and expect to win our division. Uh, heck, we can't continue to lose games and expect to win the, make it to the playoffs because they didn't look good. The defense looks out of sorts. Credit to the Bills. When, they, when the Bills were playing that game, I was able to just kind of, so you know, watch it just as a fan, just a football, just watching the game. And I'm sitting there and I'm just watching the, the Bills in the red zone, and they're lining up in shotgun, and they are just no like. Whenever I see a team line up in shotgun in the red zone, they don't respect your pass rush. Don't respect it. So they're lining up in shotgun taking shots at the end zone early in the game early on right before the game got out of hand and it just told the te- the tale for the rest of the game the the buffalo bills were going to take chances they were going to pick their shots mistake here and there but overall they were the fo- they were a more focused team coming into this game and now the chiefs punched in the stomach feeling hurt beat in front of their fans, a little bit embarrassed, a little bit embarrassed in that game. I mean, let's be honest. And now I think they're the focus team coming into Washington to play the Washington football team. They really need to figure out their name because this is just getting annoying. The Washington football team. Come on, guys. It's not that bad, but then the more you say it, the more it just sounds dumb. It just sounds stupid. Like, sounds like the team you create in a, in a video game and you just like forget to name the team so it's the default name the football team like that's what it, it's the default name so the Kansas City Chiefs come in Washington they're the more focused team because Washington took a beating this past weekend that they shouldn't have taken that was a game they should have won so if Washington's not going to win the games that they should win I'm not going to take them to be the Chiefs team that's still figuring out how to win, you know, to, to put a, a solid four quarters together because they did not put a solid four quarters together in three of these games. Um, you could say, okay, they put a solid two, three quarters together, but a solid four quarters, they have not yet. 
and and they're they're missing something here i don't know if it's a motivation if it's confidence thing are we putting too much stock in uh, tyree kill and travis kelsey is it too early are we jumping the gun i don't know i see two i see two teams they're both two and three i can tell you what i can go off of that the kansas city chiefs were playing last week like they were like they already lost the game right when the second half came around they're already playing like they lost i don't feel like they'll do that again I don't feel like Andy Reid's going to let that happen. I don't feel like that's an Andy Reid football team. Historically, Andy Reid goes on the road, plays hard. So I think here he comes in with Kansas City. He's got his football team ready. He's got his guys ready. And I think a Washington football team right now, it's a little bit on the down. It has really good defense, but had a bad a bad week. And really expended a lot they expended themselves a lot and didn't get much in return for it i think their defense is good the kansas city defense will be good enough to keep this washington football team from exploding keep them from getting those big plays you know it's not it's not necessarily an easy place to play but i think that the chiefs will be the more focused team i think they go into washington and get the win that's my pick i think chiefs over the washington football team this sunday then we move on, Minnesota Vikings, Carolina Panthers. Minnesota Vikings, uh, you know, another two and three team. Carolina Panthers, a three and two team that really should be four and one. Um, but that's on them. However, they're playing above their expectations. And it's always dangerous when you're picking a team that's playing above their talent level. But that's what the Panthers are doing. Their defense is stout. They're making the plays and getting teams off the field when they need to. The Vikings are realistically a team that can score and a team that can't defend. And if they, for some reason, can't score, can't find ways to get the ball down the field, then this will be an easy one for the Panthers. But I do believe that the Vikings can find ways to score in this game. But I think the bigger question for the Vikings is, what do you guys really look like on the road? Because we'll have a great sample after this week of what teams are looking like on the road for, for the most part. And I don't expect the Vikings to win many games on the road, if any. You know what I mean? From from here on out. So I think going into Carolina, like I've talked about the, the past two weeks, that Carolina's making this a place... That when you come here, it feels like, you know, they have a home field advantage. They want you to feel like you're at a disadvantage playing in Carolina. They have a good they have a good defense that keeps the crowd in it. They got a um an offense that's has, you know, different pieces that uh tend to tend to do what they need them to do, like DJ Moore. And if McCaffrey could play, it really changes this team. Because now it gives you the running game, it gives you the screens, and even their backup running back came in there and did a lot of good work this past weekend. So this Carolina Panthers team is definitely dangerous. They can, they can hit you from all sides, and I think that they beat this Vikings team, and I, I think it's a close one, but I think that they're going to outlast the Vikings in there on their home field. Then we got the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Baltimore Ravens. And 
I believe the Chargers are contenders this year. And I, I just still don't believe Baltimore is. I feel like it's a bunch of fluff. And they're just they're just taking advantage of, of teams that they that they really without Lamar Jackson being able to run the football like he does, they wouldn't beat these teams. Like they wouldn't have won without Lamar Jackson being able to take off and keep drives alive. Teams are figuring that out. That's not gonna be something you're able to do in the playoffs. That's something for the regular season until about the second half of the season. So we see LA with a good defense with a offense that their receivers for the Chargers are freakishly huge. So these guys get in space and they can just push push guys until they get in the end zone. So I think in the red zone, you know, both these teams are dangerous because obviously it doesn't take many steps before Lamar Jackson's putting the ball over the pylon. But on the flip side of that, Justin Herbert's a, a gunslinger, man. You can't help but like that a little bit in this game and like that. He has the talent around him. Austin Eckler, you know, the list goes on. Keenan Allen, there's a lot of guys here on this Chargers team that are looking to make statements. They're looking to have a career year. And then on the Baltimore Ravens, you got, you know, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews. But the running game is still running back by committee, and Lamar Jackson's the lead rusher. So I think that's a big issue for this Ravens team going down the stretch, especially when they play tougher defenses. Chargers defense going to be one of the tougher defenses they played this year. And I think the Chargers will outscore this Ravens team. I don't think the Ravens defense will be able to keep this close. I think that the Chargers play a style of football that will make the Ravens expend a lot of energy. And uh, by the by the time fourth quarter rolls around, their their legs are going to be tired on that Ravens defense. Give me the Chargers. Um, I like them on the road. You know, it's hard to take Baltimore. It's hard to go against Baltimore at home, but I've seen Baltimore lose to teams at home um, with Lamar Jackson as quarterback, so I'm, I'm not afraid of that at all. I think the Chargers are the better team, and that's why they win this game. All right, we're going to go to break, and after the break, Come back with Cardinals, Browns for the 3 p.m. start and finish off the games there uh, as we move into Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. I am back. Thanks for hanging through the break. I appreciate it. Cardinals-Browns. The only remaining undefeated team, the Arizona Cardinals, heading into Cleveland. And the Browns are banged up at quarterback. Baker Mayfield playing injured. You wouldn't know by watching him, but he is playing hurt. You got an Arizona defense that was going to be bringing a lot of pressure. The problem is on the road um, is where the Cardinals can drop a game. I feel like that's where they're going to drop their first loss. Um, the, the Browns at home are, have been really good. But what I like about them is that they can move the football on the ground and they can air it out 
What I don't like about their offense is too is too many three and outs, um, too many stalled out drives. I think that's just a part of Baker Mayfield's growth as a quarterback, but I do see that from this Browns team. But it's also the same situation this Cardinals team has been having. Now, they've had the benefit of just, you know, a deep receiving core, a deep backfield, and a J.J. Watt-led defense. Um, So they've had some, some solid benefits there, but that's part of the game. The reason I like the Browns to beat the Cardinals this week and hand them their first loss is more of the Browns' defense. I think the Browns' defense is being overlooked. I think they are able to get pressure on Kyler Murray. And a little bit more than that, I think they're able to come out with a few sacks this weekend too. But the knockdowns and the pressure, I think that keeps this game close. I think you have to get pressure on Kyler Murray. You have to force him to to beat you um and and i think if you can do that and if you force him to beat you through the air then i think the browns defense can have a really big day because i feel like the cardinals have had the benefit of a lot of good luck but a lot of you know good decision making as well but a lot of good a lot of luck with that cardinals team and i think the luck runs dry this weekend I think once 3.05 p.m. hits and the tone and the bell sounds, I think the Browns come out fired up at home, looking to get on track, get their fourth win. Running ball with Nick Chubb. Baker Mayfield's going to get it, get his. And then the Browns' defense, I think, shows out this weekend. It shows up. And if they do turn this into a shootout, I still like the Browns. I like their ability to get their tight ends involved something the cardinals need to do a little bit more of but i think the browns look like a team that is 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 built right uh, as far as running the football and passing the football and playing good defense but also the cardinals are too and they are they are built well uh, so i think this is you know possibly the best game of the week uh, America, this should be America. I don't know if this is America's game of the week or not, but it should be America's game of the week with the Cardinals Browns. And I like the Browns to, to give the Cardinals their first loss. I feel like the Cardinals are just one bad series away from losing a game. I think that happens in this one. I'm, I'm sensing that very strongly this weekend that uh, Arizona Cardinals team 5 and 0 is overlooking the Cleveland Browns team a little bit. Or the Browns cannot afford to overlook anybody. But at 5-0, and I think the Cardinals have overlooked the Browns team. We shall see on Sunday. But my pick is the Cleveland Browns, and I'm sticking with that. Then we have the Raiders, Broncos, and it's a doozy. I mean, you got a, you got a division rivalry here in the AFC West. This is going to be a close game. But I think the Raiders, with all the controversy surrounding this team... I have a hard time picking the Raiders right now. Owner under scrutiny. Coach fired. What the hell is the game plan going to be for this week? That's a lot to throw on these players' shoulders. I think they play a little bit of inspired football for themselves. I think Derek Carr getting out there and making statements and saying things. I think that's good for the Raiders team. I don't know if he necessarily knows what he's talking about. Um... But, you know, that's another discussion. But I think that 
it's good for his teammates to see that. Uh, but I think with the Broncos, this is a quiet football team. They're like super quiet. Like you don't hear anything about this team all week long. And then we know who's there. Teddy Bridgewater. Like we know who their quarterback is, who their guy is. They don't have a balanced offensive attack. Like they're a big play offense. Like they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try to beat you with a big play here and there. They're gonna lull you to sleep and then big play. And that's the Broncos. But their defense is, is being overlooked too. I think it's a great game. A great afternoon game. Um But I think the Broncos win. I think they win by field goal. I think this is a, a game that comes down to who's got the the better nerves at the end. And I think the Raiders' nerves are shot a little bit. So I, I'm going to go with the Broncos. A little bit better nerves here down the stretch. I feel more comfortable with that pick. And I feel like it's the right pick. So I'm going to take the Broncos in this one. I feel like Bridgewater, when he starts to manage the game, he starts to get guys involved. They start to really feel like they're a part of the team and they start playing harder. And when he's only focusing on his primary guys, primary targets, the other guys don't like get involved. They're not trying as hard. So I think if Bridgewater could pick up on that, start getting everybody involved, get it to the open guy, be the, be the field general and just run that offense. Um, I think, you know, you'll have that, that, that confidence in your, in, uh, that your teammates will have in you. That'll come around and turn into a win here. Now, what could also be America's game of the week, and probably they will do, is Dallas Cowboys and England Patriots, except that's on CBS. And I think Fox does America's game of the week. So, Cowboys, Patriots. Um, no one wants to go against the Cowboys right now, so I think I will. I believe I will go against the Cowboys this week. I think a 4-1 Cowboys team on the road. Um, Mike McCarthy is not a good coach on the road. Um, so many heartbreaking losses I've watched from my Packers came with Mike McCarthy as head coach on the road. Um, and that goes back a long time, too. So he's never been a great road coach. And I think Bill Belichick at home is one of the best at home. I think they won a game that was almost out of reach I think this is an inspired team I think this is a team that everybody says they have a bad defense but their defense didn't allow anything in that second half last week and I think that when push comes to shove this this Patriots team responded and I think there's a little bit of fire here in Mac Jones he has the weapons and the Cowboys are just riding high but I think their defense is still suspect. I'm not a believer in their defense. Um, I think the Patriots will be able to get by this Cowboys team this week. I don't expect them to get to the fifth one this week. I think they go four and two after this one. You know, I like Prescott, um, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, the, the dual running back combo they have out of the backfield. It's very smart. You, you should, you know, more teams need to have two solid running backs, um, especially in the NFL nowadays. But I, I don't think it matters because I think the big deal here is Mike McCarthy's game plan being the demise of the Cowboys on the road this week. Just historically, it's not been a a good thing when he's gone on the road. So I like 
uh, the Patriots in that one. I think there's there's room for pause on the Cowboys uh, this week. Seattle Seahawks versus Steelers. And the Steelers made a statement when last week the Seahawks are playing without their quarterback, Russell Wilson. It's not good for the Seahawks. Let's face it. It is bad. Very bad. And their defense is now going to be the make or break of this team. I feel like they keep it close on the first half. But I feel like once the second half comes around, it's just going to be too much. Just going to be too much. The the lack of the leader in Russell Wilson and the caliber of player he is compared to what they have now, I just don't think it's even comparable. I don't think you can compare it at all. I think it's an easy win for the Steelers. If they really focus on what what they're good at and how they can win football games with a, with a, a good rushing attack, allowing... Uh, ben Roethlisberger to air it out because I think what's hard for the Steelers is they're not going to be a team that's going to be able to do play action this year I have a hard time seeing the Steelers get getting play action to work because of how slow Roethlisberger is you know that's something a, a younger quarterback a fast even a faster older quarterback can do successfully is a play action and it is something the Steelers are going to have to figure out because without that, there's their success is not going to be. They're not going to have much success. The play action is very important, and I don't feel like the Seahawks team will be very faked out by what the Steelers are doing. I think the Steelers just grind it out, ugly win at home. Uh, the defense being able to hold up. Then we have the Buffalo Bills versus Tennessee Titans. And you know, Buffalo Bills being on the road, they go to Kansas City on the road and win. Now they're going to Tennessee. Not an easy place to play, but easier to place to play than Arrowhead. So I don't feel like that affects them. I feel like what hurts the Buffalo Bills this week is that the Tennessee Titans actually have an established run game where the, where the Chiefs don't. And... The Titans don't play the same style of football on offense. They are not the team that is going to try to beat you through the air if they know they can beat you on the ground. They'll dink and dunk you to death. Um, they'll make it ugly on defense. They'll you know, do everything they can to just come out with the win. I think that's what you see out of the Tennessee Titans team. I think you see a lot of grit. I think you see them knowing that this is a huge game for them in the regular season. You know, with a three and two record, you risk going to 500 in an AFC South division race that we don't know what's going to look like by week 10. Um, I think right now for the Tennessee Titans team, it is right now for them. There's no waiting around to see your opponents do and I think with the Buffalo Bills after that win against the Chiefs they're in a letdown spot that's a big letdown spot for the Bills but they're on the road so there's some encouragement there for the Bills and people who are you know betting on the Bills there's some encouragement there that they could they'll do what they got to do um because they you know look look what they did against the Chiefs but take that for face value because that Chiefs team has been 
has not looked good. I think they had one game where they really looked good. And all the other games have been like, ugh, something's not right. Well, it's this Titans team. We've seen them play tough, man. We've seen them play tough, physical football down to the wire a few times here. And I think they are the uh, the team that will not be uh, overlooking their opponent this week. And I think the Bills overlook Titans a little bit. They're, you know what I mean? On the road after, you know, I can't say it was a tough game to play against the Chiefs. But, you know, after you go to a, a plague team like that and then you go back on the road, that's hard to, to do. So I think uh, the Titans this week um, get a, get the Bills because I think the Bills are a little bit tired. I think it shows in the second half. How many point total points will be scored in the Bills versus Titans? 58. That's my answer for you. 58. That's a tiebreaker, right? So I think 58 total points. And then my current record is 49 wins, 30 losses. I had 10 wins last week. Um, out of a really, really good week of football. Really good week of football. I did have the 10, 10 wins, which is good. Uh, that's solid. So this week, we're trying to go perfect, baby. We're looking for that perfect week in week six. And I can't thank you enough for tuning into the show and, and being a part of the Super Show experience. This is just a great feeling to be able to do this show get my voice out there to you and hopefully i've been able to inform you a little bit tell you a little bit of what i'm thinking and why i'm thinking it and the reasons behind why i'm picking a certain team um as the shows go on we'll get deeper into statistics and stuff like that but again i'm not handicapping the game for you i'm just giving you winners that's it take it you know for face value but again thank you for listening Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.